0: Are you starting a business? Do you need a lawyer? That and more today on Cashflow. Hi, I'm Jason Waters, CEO of JW Financial Group, and welcome to Cash Flow, where we talk about the number one goal of your small business, which is to create cash flow. With us today is my friend and attorney, Lee Davis. Thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Welcome. I'm just going to dive right in, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. All right, tell us a little bit about your career and how you got started in law. I mean, obviously law school, but just tell us what you did.
1: Well, I've, uh, I've worked at all different types of law firms. Um, I started out at a a small firm where it was just uh, me and two other lawyers. I was the low man on the totem pole, so I got to do a little bit of everything at that time. Um, And then I joined a, I would consider it a larger firm, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably considered a medium firm. Uh, But I joined that firm in, in Marietta and I practiced there for a few years until I decided that I was done working for somebody else. And so I started, a firm of our own uh, with a a friend of mine. And uh, we did that for about nine years or so and then decided that it was time to move on. And now I'm a solo practitioner and I love it. Okay, so
0: how did you figure out you wanted to be a lawyer?
1: Actually, it's a pretty interesting uh, roundabout story. Uh, I did an entire podcast of my own on it and it's uh, episode four on mine, which is called The Legalist. And it's it's the whole story of how I found the law and how the law found me. (laughs)
0: So. <laughs> I look forward to watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Should I hire a lawyer for my small business? Uh, well, my answer is yes, and we'll pivot to Lee here in a second. But I've seen so many clients that try to go online and create their own documents and they are operating a business in Georgia and they have California documents and it just doesn't work out so well uh, from a legal perspective. So I want to mm-hmm. let Lee answer that question there.
1: Well, there's uh, several different types of uh, business entities that a small business can choose when they start. From just being a solo practitioner, which is you are the business, to a partnership. If you have, uh, if you and I were partners and we own the business together, it could be a partnership. Um, but uh, if we decided that we wanted to have some type of insulation, some legal insulation from the business and us, and protect our uh, assets and uh, ourselves from potential liability, we might choose one of the legal entities uh, that are recognized, such as a limited liability uh, partnership, uh, limited liability company, and an incorporation. So those are the three primary ones, there's a few other ones uh, out there, but it just depends on what type of business you're going to be doing um, and what you really need uh, that business form for. Uh, and a lawyer could tell you which one is right for you given whatever it is your business is gonna be. So I think it's important that they talk to somebody even before they form a business entity because they may, as you said, do it themselves, which forming the entity is very easy. You just go mm-hmm. on the Secretary of State's website and literally it walks you right on through it. It's uh, documenting it right and especially if you're going to have other people in the business other than you, you definitely need to talk to a lawyer in advance about what exactly you need to protect you and protect your partners and. Protect your assets yeah. and
0: things like that. You know, something I thought of. Uh, Stephen Covey says, "Begin with the end in mind." Right. And so every business has an end. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a partner, it's, it's either you're selling it or you pass away or something's going to happen. But if you have a partner, it's right. harder to document that once you're in. You know, you're in the middle of your business as opposed to the front end.
1: That's exactly right. And. Uh Being a litigator, I tend to approach things with the worst case in mind. Uh, I'm always dealing with worst case scenarios in most of the cases that I deal with. So when I sit down with people from the very beginning, I'm thinking, all right, I wanna do this in a way, I wanna set this up for them in a way that they are prepared for the worst case scenario if it comes along.
0: Yep, that's great advice. If I have a business partner, is it wise to hire a lawyer for my small business? That's an easy answer, yes, you should. There are so many complications that could come into play in terms of who's taking what distribution or um, how are you gonna sell the business in the end. Uh, I've seen more problems than not when it's not documented properly and you need an attorney to do that. So let Lee talk a little bit more about it.
1: Well, especially if you're gonna choose a a business entity such as an incorporation, a limited liability partnership or a, a limited liability company. What you want to have is for a corporation, you would want to have a shareholder agreement uh, for a limited liability company or a limited uh, partnership. You're going to have a um, operating agreement. The operating agreement and shareholder agreement are roughly the same thing, just because the, there's differences in the business form, they are just different, called different things. But basically what you do with these documents is you set out exactly who's going to get what money at what time. Uh, what if the partners disagree? Uh, who gets to make the business decisions and how those are made? Any limitations on the person who's going to be running the business? And in you know some cases, it also uh, deals with dissolution. Like what do we do when we decide we don't want to be partners anymore? And you know that that helps to uh, it just helps make everything smoother. Uh, it's it's well documented, and you don't have to go into a lawyer's office at some point and say. My partner and I are getting along and he thinks he's entitled to more money than I am and you know, we can't get we can't get this hammered out. Those are the worst case scenarios. That's why I say, come see me or somebody like me first, let's put it all out in an operating agreement. Then you don't have to worry about it later on.
0: There's so many folks that say, well, we're, we're not going to have that problem, we're not going to not get along. I mean, with the <laughs> divorce rates as high as they are in the country, this is a person you're not even married to.
1: That's exactly right and uh, you know breaking up a business is very much like breaking up a marriage it it has a lot of the same emotions involved a lot of times there's uh, feelings of trust and betrayal um, just a lot of a lot of similarities with a with a divorce there's a lot of emotion involved it can be a very difficult time and if you don't have the things properly documented from the beginning you're really only making your situation worse and uh, you're absolutely right people will always think it can't happen to me but i promise it can Um, I was in business with a very good friend of mine and it happened with us. It's just the way that it happens.
0: How is it different being a business entity versus a sole proprietor? Operating as a business entity versus a sole proprietorship, there are a lot of different um, ramifications for that. There's legal, how you treat accounting, how you treat taxes. If you borrow money, what the difference is. So from a tax standpoint, you're either choosing that I'm going to be taxed on a personal level or I'm going to be taxed like a C corporation on a corporate level. So there's some implications there. Uh, There are some industries that you may want to have a fiscal year end that is different than a calendar year end. And so in that case, that's going to drive your business entity. Depending on what partners or how many partners you have is going to drive your business entity. There are limitations with some types of entities in terms of uh, how many partners you can have. Are you gonna raise outside capital? That's a, that's a function. So there are, there are a lot of things that go into it. Um, what I'd like to ask Lee about is the legal perspective.
1: Well, you know the, one of the things I see more often than anything else is people that have done everything right up into a certain point, um, and then they execute a contract wrong. <laughs> when you have a business entity, the whole point is to isolate yourself or to insulate yourself from liability on a contract on a personal level. So if you're going to enter into a contract or a loan or anything like that, you're going to want to enter into that contract in the name of the company. So if you were, say, Jason Waters Incorporated, when you go to sign a loan document that is for business, you're going to want to sign it as president of Jason Waters Incorporated. That is a representative capacity on behalf of the corporation. So guess what, if you sign it just Jason Waters and don't do it in a representative capacity, Jason Waters is the one that just took out the loan. Now, speaking in uh, actual business sense, no bank is going to loan you money without you having a personal guarantee. But you sign all kinds of contracts on behalf of a corporation that won't have personal guarantees. Uh, sometimes you'll sign up for television uh, service uh, in your, for your office or phone service or with a copier company or just whatever, whatever myriad uh, you know hundreds of contracts your company is going to need just to operate. And you need to make sure, one, that the corporation is properly named in the document. And in the end, when you're signing, you sign it in a representative capacity. That is Jason Waters Incorporated by Jason Waters, comma, President. That comma is extremely important.
0: Something no one would ever think about.
1: I I thank God they don't because it keeps me in business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all we have for today on Cash Flow. Thank you, Lee, for coming in. Absolutely. How can folks find you?
1: Well, they can find me on social media under Lee Davis Law. And they can also find me on YouTube under Lee Davis Law and my podcast, which is called The Legalist.
0: You can find me at Jason Waters or hashtag cashflow. Until next time.